This is the Coach's Wife Life Podcast. I'm Kristen Ergel, your host, a former TV sports reporter and fellow college football coach's wife. I'll go one-on-one with the strong women who are the backbone of college athletics and athletics of all levels. And now, Coach's Wife Life. This podcast is brought to you by Brewer of Hope. Brewer of Hope is a nonprofit that supports medically fragile children. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible donation, you can use Venmo at Brewer-Hope or online at BrewerofHope.org. It is my honor to bring Maria Norvell on the podcast. Maria is the wife of Mike Norvell, head football coach for the Florida State Seminoles. Thank you so much for being a part of us. Thank you so much for inviting me and, and just asking me to be a part of this. Now, there's so many fun topics to get into, but if you're a listener to the podcast, you know my obsession with stats. So Coach Norvell is entering his second season as the head coach. In his first season, he saw a huge win at number five, North Carolina. Prior to that, he was the head coach at my alma mater, the University of Memphis, where he had those Tigers slashing through the offensive record books, became the first school to appear in three straight American Athletic Conference championship games. Coach Norvell is one of 14 head coaches in any conference to appear in three straight conference championship games. When you hear all this, when you look back, what stands out to you as to why Coach Norvell is getting guys to perform at such a high level? Even from the very beginning, I mean, it's it's always been about relationships with him. Um, He deeply cares about the players and they feel it and he genuinely wants to bring out the very best in them. He inspires them to be their best in all things on and off the field, just to show up every day and just work to be the best version of themselves. And um, it, it helps in those critical moments when you know that you have, you know, a relationship and somebody that is just invested in you. And so I think it's, definitely about relationships with him. You live in Tallahassee, Florida now, Memphis, Tennessee before that. I think Arizona maybe before that. Is that right? So mm-hmm. where Arizona did you State. Act? Oh, yeah. Arizona State. <laughs> you lived in the state of Arizona. So where did you yes, grow yes. up? And did you ever see yourself as a coach's wife? Um, I grew up in Fort Smith, Arkansas, north the northwest corner sort of of Arkansas. And um, n- no, n- no. <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> didn't see this coming. So, <laughs> how I did mean, you? When I met Michael and, and yeah. you, I did know, but yes. <laughs> so, how did you guys meet? Well, we both went to University of Central Arkansas in about 20 miles west of Little Rock, Arkansas, and um, he was playing football there, and I was a student, and we, we met through friends. Um, I actually remember seeing him on the field. I, my mom was in town visiting and we went to a game because the football team was pretty good and it was fun <laughs> to go watch them. And, um, I just remember watching this guy fly, fly around the field, catching passes, making touchdowns. And I mean, I, and I don't even know what I'm watching and I just know that, you know, it, it stood out to me and I started to just know more who he was and it was a small campus so we we ran into each other and became friends and then we we signed up for ballroom dancing with other people but then we ended up being um you know it was just an elective and we ended up being dance partners and I literally he swept me off my feet I guess you could say I'm not I know it was funny I'm not a real mushy 
type of person, but uh, he just, I, I couldn't help it when he walked in the room. I, I just had the biggest smile on my face and he was very good. And all the girls wanted to dance with him to do their tests. It was funny. Oh my but goodness. Was, what a cool fun. story. So how long have y'all been married? This is our 17th year. Wait, 2000. Yes. 2004 to 21. Yeah. Right. Wow. Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> now do you have children? We have one daughter, Mila, and she is seven. Very good. Now, do you work right now? What do you enjoy doing? No, I don't. I, I really enjoy being as much of a part of the program, the football program as I can be. Um, I'm up there several times a week. I mean, I really invest time in the program and um, helping my husband any way that I can. And then, you know, raising our seven-year-old and navigating um, just the challenges of moving to a new place in a pandemic. (laughs) So it's just been kind of finding, finding our way through it. For now. Absolutely. <laughs> now let's talk game day. What's a home game look like for you? What time do you get to the stadium? Are you an early bird? Do you get nervous? What does it look like for you? Uh, yes. Um, we usually get there about three hours before the game because I, I really like to be there when the team arrives. When I when my husband gets off the bus, um, it's a really special moment when he comes down and he always stops and sees our daughter and me and, you know, just gives us a hug for a minute before all the chaos starts. And, and then I just kind of try to stay calm for <laughs> the next <laughs> two and a half hours. Definitely. Now, do you travel to the away games? I do try to go at, at least to a couple. Um, it just, just depends on how it, it works out. But yes, I, I do. Tr- I would like to go. Now, do you and coach have any fun traditions after a big win? Well, a lot of times we stay up and watch the game again on the TV, you know, the TV mm-hmm. version recorded. That is really fun to watch with him on a big game, like going to win. So mm-hmm. we do that no matter how late. Yes. Now, every day is not just a perfectly winning day. Obviously, you lose some ball games and you, you, know, you go through tough things on and off the field. What do you think has been the toughest adversity you both have faced? And what did you rely on to get through those moments? Over the course of this experience together, you know, being almost married almost 17 years. And um, yes, we have faced a lot of adversity. And um, I mean, we found really help and, um, each other and just relying on each other and, um, investing in our relationship and, um, relying on our faith. I mean, we've had a lot of challenges that helped us to grow spiritually. I wouldn't, I don't regret any of that. I'm so grateful for everything we've faced that has helped us to grow. And I I would say moving to a new place and then everything shutting down and Mm. being, um, very odd. I mean, that was, that was really hard, um, finding our way through that because we couldn't form any relationships. I mean, it just felt like we, we came here and froze, but at the same time, we had more time together than we ever had as a family. And I'm so grateful for that time, but it was painful to see, like he, like I said, he's so 
um, built for relationships and he can form these relationships with these kids. Like he, like he wanted to, like he usually does. And so they didn't know him. They didn't know his heart. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there were painful moments because of that, you know, they just, it was tough. I mean, and it was hard for all coaches who, you know, couldn't be with their players. Like, you know, they normally would, but when you're brand new and already a fragile situation, it was, it was really challenging, but we just kept on and, you know, just kept pouring in and believing and showing up. And I I know it's going to pay off and, and it already is. Absolutely. Now this is your 15th year of being a coach's wife. What's one thing you're glad you have made a priority in your life? I'd say growing spiritually, growing in our faith. Um, this is such an emotional business. Um, you, you care so much about these kids. Um, you care about your spouse and, you know, the impact, like how it, how it affects them. And so just to have faith and know that God always has a plan and, you know, it's never as bad as it seems and it's never as good as it seems. And so, um, it just helps you to stay grounded and know that, you know, there's always a new opportunity. Mm-hmm. That God's got every detail in our lives. It's just, I think this, mm-hmm. this business gives us such a front row seat to see his hand work. And even through tough times, you know, it's just, um, Certainly. it's been yeah. uh, really, now this is a tough question that nobody likes to answer, but it's the truth. Uh, you've been a backbone of a very successful coach. What do you think you've done that's contributed to the success of his career and your lives as a family? And don't tell me that you haven't had me part of it because that's not true. So coaches wives give a lot, but what's one thing that you think, Hey, this has probably helped. Oh, um, I pray for him. I do pray for him every day. Um, but I think, and I know that's huge. I, I think that is so impactful, but I also, um, stay very grounded, um, in everything just because I, you know, I can see how hard some things can be sometimes and just being there to reassure him that, it's going to be okay. It's going to work out, whatever that disappointment was, or, you know, when things are really great, just remembering that, you know, to enjoy it right now and continue to stay grounded. And I, I mean, and I am available. I um, listen to him. I just try to be there to support him um, and make time to be around. I, I show up as often as I can. And, um, I just, I just want to help and be a part of it. And I know that I've had, um, just gut feelings before that I I really believe have just helped protect Mm -hmm. us or, or push us. And so, um, I appreciate that he listens to me. Mm, That's powerful. Now, when you moved to a new town, most recently it's been Tallahassee. Before that was Memphis. You have a small child. You're trying to get connected in a new community, maybe a job, maybe childcare. What are some of the ways that you have found effective when you try to move? There's a lot of wives that have moved this year. So how do you get connected? Mm-hmm. Well, um, it's funny, but 
we've been blessed to have some pretty great realtors, like initially, you know, that have really helped us like with just very, you know, basic, important things that you need. I, I really um, am all about finding just a, a, a realtor who just is helpful by nature, who just wants to help you get established and, um, and just be there for you. No agenda, nothing, just help. And then um, I always try to look, find um, within the program, wherever we're going to, just the people who've been there a long time, who maybe have, uh, you know, situations similar to ours, like a child our age, or just living in an area that we want to look at or anything. And, and you just find those helpful people who've been there, like in the athletic department or, or just somewhere in the university who want to help. Um, that, that has always been very helpful and everywhere we've moved, just finding those people who will give you advice and kind of point you in the right direction and protect you from, you know, going, going the wrong way. That's true. Yeah. The people that are great resources right here within our own university, you know, as a, a question that probably, um, it's another one kind of tough to answer, but uh, we are those sounding boards for our husbands specifically. Um, we we listen to the highs and the lows, and sometimes they come home with bad news or just things that mm-hmm. are just tough to handle. What do you say to Coach Norbell to keep him encouraged, um, whether it be maybe a job he thought he would get or maybe just a, a recruit he thought would sign with him or something like that? Uh, oh, yeah. What, what do you do? What are your go-to, maybe go-to scriptures or go-to key words that you say that keeps you guys on track? Well, I mean, I, I definitely don't dismiss that it's disappointing and that it's hard, you know, I mean, just acknowledging that that was just an investment in, you know, time and, in spirit and heart and that it's hard that that didn't go the way that we, we thought we wanted, you know, but to remember that, that it wasn't God's plan and that, you know, we always pray that the right people will be here, will be with us. And so we have to, we just, we trust that, you know, if, if this recruit income or, or even like this coach income or, or is leaving, you know, for another job, I mean, we just have to trust that God will provide for us the right people. Um, and he can see it better than we can. And, um, and a lot of times, you know, when he's protecting us from, you know, we just have to remember that it's potentially, you know, he's protecting us from something we don't want to experience and um, just having peace in that. A big part of uh, what we do is recruiting. I'll, I feel like the last couple of years, it's changed to where literally it's year round. I think something about like when they come on campus Ugh. in June, it used to be kind of our month off, which yeah. we all love recruiting. It's super fun. But do oh you get gosh. into yeah. it at all? Do you, do you enjoy that part of it? Or is it like, oh my gosh, more recruiting? <laughs> There's so much to keep up with. There's, yeah. I've decided, especially here, I there is no way. I can keep up with it all, but um, <laughs> I have family that kind of, they keep up with it a little bit more than me and just kind of tell me some things. And I always ask, you know, my husband about, you know, update me on what's going on. But if after such a dry period of being able to have recruits on campus um, because of the pandemic, um, as soon as they could come on campus, they, we had like a midnight 
welcome, you know, for kids to come on that very day that they were allowed to come on campus. And I was so excited. I wanted to be a part of it. I, mm-hmm. I want to be there. I want to meet the recruits. I want to see their faces when they walk in and um, I want to meet their families. And I was, it, that was fun. That was exciting um, to go be a part of and um, just welcoming them into our home. Um, it, I do enjoy keeping up with as much as I, you know, that I can, that I can do. But um, yeah, it's, it's a lot though. <laughs> yeah, it is. I think it's fun uh, for recruits to get to go to your house. I think there's another aspect of that. They really get to know you when you come in your home. They see the pictures. They see mm-hmm. what's important to you. I know if I were having a son that was going through it, I'd be like, oh, we're going to narrow it down to the ones that invite me to their home, right? <laughs> I, mean, like, I think it's yes, something special yeah. about that. Do you enjoy having the players over? And I mean, I guess after they sign, what are some of the things you enjoy doing for them to connect? Well, we do. We love having the players over and we've, um, haven't gotten to do it as much as we wanted to. We, we did have the whole team here in April, I think. And so we'll, we'll have the whole team over, um, usually a couple times a year. It's a lot, but it is so much fun just to see them. They just immediately gravitate to just what they, they want. You know, some of them will swim. They'll like a lot of them will play basketball and, they just hang out and they're funny. It's just so fun to have them over and get to know them a little bit better and see them. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm always seeing them at practice when they just look (laughs) a little, little stressed, but so it's, it's fun for me to see that side of them. I I really enjoy having them over. I know you can't cook for an entire football team. Do you do any cooking (laughs) at all? Like any treats or something? Oh, well, I do love cooking, but when, you know, he was a, a position coach, I could manage that a lot better. But now, I mean, I will make stuff for the coaches cause I, and send it in, but I, I don't, you know, make a lot for the players now, but um, I do love cooking. As a head coach's wife, uh, what are some of the things you enjoy doing for your staff? So you mentioned you kind of bake some treats every so often. I know you were a, an mm-hmm. assistant coach's wife at Arizona State. You probably watched your head coach's wife do some things. Now that you have the mm-hmm. reins of it all, what do you enjoy doing? I really enjoy having a preseason dinner with the coaches' wives. And we're actually going to have ours tomorrow. And I, I get gifts for them. I cannot wait to give them their gifts. Um, I'm so excited about mm-hmm. that. And we just have a dinner and in a meet, you know, information about the season and just have that time together. And um, in the past, we've been able to sometimes do a Christmas party for our staff. We enjoy that. And, and I enjoy just randomly, you know, who can go to lunch or who can go to coffee and just catching up. Um, I, that's pretty much what we try to do. Now, do you have a coach's wife mentor in this business? We were with Todd and Penny Graham for, I don't know, nine years or a lot of years. And they were all about relationships. I, they were so good to us. And I I mean, that's probably what I learned the most from Penny is just to be inclusive. Like, I mean, she didn't have to include me as a a GA's wife at the University of Tulsa when we were there but I mean she did she made us all be a part of it together and um 
it really encouraged me to to be there to show up and be a part of it because you know I was welcome to be and so I, I've learned a lot from that and um, Christy Malzon also has just spoken so much encouragement to me I mean when when he when my husband became a head coach for the first time she gave me some great advice and really also helped me you know with how to establish boundaries and um, just how to navigate that the, you know that new role and um I really appreciate all of her wisdom it is a tough role to you know to navigate through you know because it's such a mm-hmm. unique way to impact people that's also hard because they're everyone's working for your husband so there's a lot yeah, of it, it, is. it is weird going from with the same people too that you and then becoming the oh, yeah. I don't see it any differently and then when they will you know, pointed out to me, it's, it's always a surprise to me. I'm like, mm-hmm. wait, what? Yes. <laughs> and I think, um, one thing, and unless you've been a head coach's wife, sometimes it can be hard to see it from another perspective. I just remember the first time I was, and I was like, Oh, okay. You know? And I think yeah. it's neat for yeah. the fellow wives to offer grace to the head coach's wife, because she's navigating this mm-hmm. as well as we are. So what are some of the ways that you two try to stay connected during this season? We have Wife Walk Wednesday. Oh, what's this? <laughs> I think it's just I think it's just us that do that, uh, Mike and I, but anybody I guess could. But um, on Wednesdays, like we're very intentional when the well at any part of the season, as you know, it's not just busy during football season, but um, during football season, we uh, you know have like a schedule of how we're going to see each other each day, how he's going to see our daughter, you know, I'll bring her up there to the office after school. Um, on Wednesdays, I will come to practice and we go, we walk together and have lunch after practice. And that's a great time to be together. Um, usually practices don't go so well on Wednesdays. When I'm <laughs> that's okay. Cause I'm there to walk with them. And <laughs> like, great why do I get this but it's okay um and then we also we do a devotional on the bible app every night um I love that like we do that together and um that's that really is um a great connecting piece I, I I appreciate that a lot and then on Thursdays, usually he's home for dinner as early as he can be. Um, he usually has a little extra stuff he has to do. But then um, we also have, during the season, we have like a Sunday is a family night. They, they practice and then we have dinner. The team, you know, the, all the families can come up and eat dinner together. And so those are, we're just very intentional about making sure, you know, we communicate, see each other and, you know, carve out that time. Wow. Those are incredible ways. I love it. Okay. I'm taking this. I'm, I'm going to do this at, uh, I like the, the <laughs> wife walk Wednesday for sure. That's yeah, amazing. Me too. I That's love cool. it. So do you get any downtime? Sounds like you're doing a lot of serving. <laughs> do you get to, what do you enjoy doing when you're, um, not taking care of everybody else? Well, um, I do enjoy working out. I think, I think I enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do, I do enjoy it, but, um, I, I just enjoy maybe if I, I don't watch TV or movies very much, but when I get to, I, I do really enjoy movies. Um, and 
just going around, like exploring. I mean, I still, and I'm still learning, you know, this place we've lived here for over a year and like, you know, it was just weird for a while. And so I'm just now, I like to get out and explore and, and check out what's, what's in the area. I've always done that. I've never just, you know, even when I was by myself, when we were at the University of Pittsburgh, we didn't have kids, we were there, I, there was no way I was just staying at home, I, I got out and checked it out, and it's a super cool city, so yeah. I, I just, I do enjoy getting out and um, learning about where we live. What would you say are the most rewarding aspects to you about being a coach's wife? Definitely seeing lives change and impacted. When he shares with me messages that players send him just thanking him and sharing their hearts with him and um you know telling him that they love him I mean that's everything like that that makes all the difference I mean that's why we're here that's that's why we moved I mean you know that's why we go through what we go through is to impact these kids I mean it's it's not about winning games although I know that's very expected and they want to do that but um it's about helping these young men just be the best that they can be and know that they're loved and you know that we were there for them and and that is so rewarding I mean we've we've met met so many great kids and everywhere we've left you know it's, it's been hard because you just you love them so much um, thankfully we haven't done it too many times and hopefully we're just planted for a very long time. <laughs> so just, but I'll, I'll never, ever not get attached to the players. Like they're, they're just, um, they make it all worth it. Rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Okay. I'm ready. What's the last book you have read? I more went to what I'm currently reading because <laughs> I don't really know what I last read, but I'm kind of in between two books right now because um, I'm right. I'm reading this book, Rising Strong, by Brene Brown, and then um, doing this um, online Bible study through Faith Gateway, and it's um, Forgiving What You Can't Forget by Lisa Turkhurst, and, and that book. I mean, this whole study in that book is just, it's just amazing. So those are the two that I'm reading right now. Nice. All right. Coach Norvell surprises you walks in the door with concert tickets. What would be printed on that ticket? <laughs> um, well, I have, I have been saying for, because she came near Memphis and I didn't see her, but I'd really like to see Lauren Daigle, but, um, or Pearl Jam. So <laughs> Two very um, opposite ends yes. of the spectrum. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and I have seen Pearl Jam, and they are they were awesome. phenomenal. I would see them again. If you could have dinner with someone other than a family member, current or from history, who would that be? Well, I mean, just because she's impacted me so much, just is Lisa Turkhurst. I would love it. I would love to meet her. And I just realized that she grew up in Tallahassee. I, I did not know that. Oh my goodness! I feel like we so. can make this happen. We need to tag her in this podcast. <laughs> Come on now. You're the head coach's wife of Florida State. Lisa Turkhurst, go have yeah. dinner with Maria. I, know. I mean, I didn't even know that. That was This is, this was is like, obtainable. Oh. Do you realize how obtainable this is? I think is? so. I think so. Okay. I think right. it is. I'm going to work yeah. on this. <laughs> I you, want her to come talk to our coaches' wives. I have a whole plan. I'm like, I'm, all, I'm, I'm, I'm starting. I'm unfolding it. <laughs> I like it. 
you get a night alone, what show would you binge watch? Oh, Chopped or Beat Bobby Flay, probably. I don't know. One of those cooking shows. I, I could watch Chopped all, all day long if I get sucked into it. But I love that show. I, it amazes me. It oh, amazes yes. me what they can create with the weird, weird things that are in those baskets. Oh, my god! I'm like, what? Hey, do you ever watch the kids baking championship things too? Like the kids baking? Stuff? Yes. Isn't it yes. phenomenal yes. what these 10 year olds can do? Amazing. Yes. We, we all, like me and my husband and my daughter, we really, we got into it um, last, I guess this spring or earlier this year when it was fun. Yeah. Oh, we <laughs> do don't want any of those kids to not get picked. <laughs> I, know, I know. What's your go-to meal to cook? Um, I, uh, there's a few, but I would say, a favorite that I make is it's called sheet pan chicken piccata. I I'm a big fan of um, this cookbook called the defined dish. Um, she makes incredible meals and everything that I swear everything I've made of hers. Like she, she just knows how to put things together, but um, sheet pan chicken piccata. It's easy. It's so good. And I make pasta with it and, um, and I have a lot of food allergies, and mm. so I've just started to cook a lot more and, you know, to be more in control of what we're eating and, and it still be really good. What sport can you beat Coach Norvell in? Um, well, horse in basketball. <laughs> wow. Shooting part of it, yes. <laughs> okay. Did you play basketball in high school? I did, yeah. I, I mean, basketball was like the most focal point of my life for most every of growing up. And then, um, I hurt, I mean, I injured my back and it just really slowed down. And I, you know, I didn't play in college. Like I, I thought I would forever. I mean, I just thought I would play forever, but, um, I love it. I love basketball. Um, I still enjoy just going out in our driveway and shooting and, people are driving by our house and I don't care. <laughs> it's fun, but I could, yes, I, I beat him in horse. I think every single time. I don't That's know if impressive. he's ever beat maybe once. Very, very impressive. Okay. <laughs> if coach Norvell weren't a football coach, what would he be? He would be something that's for sure. Like he, he would find, um, I think he could be a motivational speaker. Um, he's very into stocks. I think he could do whatever that is whatever that world of, of trading and, and everything. I think he, I think he could navigate his way through that. Um, I just think, you know, he would find success in just about everything that he does. Cause he, he is not afraid to work. That's awesome. What's one thing non-tech you can't live without? Oh yeah. This stumbled me a little bit. Cause I'm like, wait, is that tech? Oh wait. <laughs> um, I mean, people relationships I could not live without relationships um I could not live without my bible I could not live without coffee I was waiting would coffee be part of it are you like a coffee or diet coke okay what's your starbucks drink oh well I get uh when I go to if I go to starbucks I would get a uh a caramel mocha like I want, mm. I want like a mocha with a shot of caramel with almond milk. Oh, I'm going to try that. I, get, I drink a mocha every afternoon, which I probably should stop drinking them in the afternoon. <laughs> but that's, I, 
I drink a caramel mocha. Every I've never tried that combo and um, it's, it's on the list now. And it was because I worked at a coffee shop. Did you really? College and we used to, yeah. And we used to, we had this drink called a Milky Way mocha. It's just caramel and chocolate. And I love it. I still wow. love it. Like 20 years later. <laughs> okay, I'm making this. Or I don't, I can't, I'm going to have to go buy Starbucks and get this today. All right. If you had a superpower, <laughs> what would that be? Oh, that is so easy because I say it all the time. I would be able to be anywhere in an instant. Like there would be no distance that separates me from my family. Like it would be so easy for Mila to see her Nana and Papa. Like I would just, you know, in the snap of a finger, just be anywhere that I want to be, you know. Um, that's the hard part about this business is living far from where you grow up, far from your family. Um, but, you know, we, we see each other as much as we can, but I, that would definitely be my superpowers just to be anywhere I need to be immediately. Yes, that would be convenient. Thank you so much, Maria, for sharing with us. This has been so much fun. Thank you. It has been fun. I appreciate it. This podcast is brought to you by Brewer of Hope. Brewer of Hope is a nonprofit that supports medically fragile children. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible donation, you can use Venmo at Brewer-Hope or online at BrewerofHope.org. For a replay of this episode or previous episodes, visit CoachesWifeLife.org and follow us on social media at CoachesWifeLife.